All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Had a Bounce. Of course, this is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Tonight, I got a little bit to talk about in the realm of football. Of course, uh, this being the top of the week, I got a new edition of the top 25 rankings in college football. Also got an updated injury report as well. And then um, I'm going to be talking some NFL action. Of course, week three has closed the book, so we will be going over that Monday night game against the Bengals and the Skins. Also be going over some news bits in the NFL as well. But let's get right into it, of course, with some college football news. Of course, we have the injury update here. We're going to start off with running running back, excuse me, Zach Moss out of Utah. He will not miss the rest of the season, but his return has still been unconfirmed. Uh, Of course, he's dealing with a shoulder injury that he suffered in the first half of the Utes loss uh, last Friday to USC. Of course, that score was 30-20. 23. In that game, Moss would have 20 rushing yards on just six carries. Uh, he's, he's currently the second uh, leading rusher all time in the school's history. But uh, as far as I, as far as I'm concerned, it's not a super serious injury. Again, just the head coach Kyle Whittingham does not like to disclose uh, the length of time his players will be out. That's just his own personal prerogative. So for right now, all I can say is he's not going to be out all year. Uh, but again, I don't know when he's going to be coming back. Uh, but the U. Uh, but the Utah squad did drop nine spots to number 19 in the newest rankings, which I will be going over in just a little bit after the recent loss. And they are currently 0-2 in conference play. And this week, they will be hosting a very hot, hot, hot offense in Washington State. Let's move on. We have a quarterback to talk about. Actually, this is one of the opponents in that game that the uh, the Utes just recently lost. Uh, this is going to be quarterback Keaton Slovis, like I said, from USC. The freshman uh, quarterback recently currently remains in concussion protocol he will miss this uh, this week's game at Washington and his return uh, is not certain uh, as well um, but this one is a little bit serious of course concussions are very uh, are no laughing matter this must have been a serious hit because again they're not uh, rushing to bring him back into the fold but again uh, there's no reason to when your backup Matt Fink uh, can lead you to the win uh, he uh, was able to lead like I said he was able to lead the Trojans to the win to the upset win of the, of the number 10 team at the time completing 70 percent of his passes for 351 yards he also had three touchdown passes uh just in case anything uh goes bad there uh, for fink he is backed up by walk-on scott harrison who was a freshman brandon purdue excuse me who's a redshirt junior and also trevor scully who's also a redshirt freshman so uh, that's the situation they're going for in usc right now not a not a whole lot of scholarship quarterbacks uh in that roster right now so it may come back to bite them uh but i think matt fink will be just fine Uh, i think they should well they probably won't win this week at washington they might though you don't know uh but again i think matt Fink probably gives the best chance at that best chance right now to compete, and there's no reason to rush back slow this. So, um, moving on from USC, we have one more injury to talk uh, talk about here, and this is uh, this occurred with linebacker Jaden Lars would be out there at Florida State University. He will be missing the rest of the season with a leg injury. He also spent time at safety this year. He was currently he was actually fifth on the team in terms of tackles with 19. He had also compiled a, pl- a pass deflection, a half a sack, and a tackle for loss as well. So again, uh, Florida State uses, loses a very versatile 
uh, diverse defender. But let's move on to the top 25 rankings going into week four. Let's start off with actually week five, excuse me. We're going to start off with the number 25 team, Michigan State. The Spartans won their last game. I believe it was 30 uh, to 10 at Northwestern. Uh, freshman running back Elijah Collins suffered an injury last Saturday, but was still able to finish with 76 yards and a touchdown. He is looking to lead that team in the rushing department. And they currently only allow 11 points a game, which is the 11 best scoring offense in the nation so again Michigan State can run the ball on you uh, their quarterback play is developing a little bit with Brian Lewerke and they definitely have a running game there so uh, they're looking to I don't know just how good they'll be in terms of the conference of course with Michigan going down this weekend anything is possible let's move on to number 24 we have Kansas at 3-0 at number 23 we have Texas A&M at 2-2 at number 22 we have uh, Central Florida aka UCF at three and one. Up next, we have Southern California, aka USC, three and one currently in the nation. Up next, we have Michigan, who is two and one. Of course, the Wolverines took a loss last week, 34 to 14 at number eight, Wisconsin. Uh, they have some questionable QBs going into this week. Shea Patterson is questionable, uh, dealing, I believe, with some type of leg injury. Maybe, uh, I, I want to say it's upper, actually, either a leg. I believe it's actually an upper body injury. I'm not 100% sure on him, but he is slated. Well, he is more than likely to play uh, in this week's game. Uh, but Dylan McCaffrey, their backup quarterback, will be out with a concussion. And possibly uh, they will be getting back their running backs. Uh, True uh, Lewison. I'm sorry, True uh, True Lawson, excuse me. And also uh, Zach Carbonette. Uh, up next, we have number 19, Utah at 3-1. and one, And also number 18, we have Virginia at 3-1. and one. At number 17, we have Washington three at three and one. At number 16, we have Boise State at four and zero. Oh. Up next, we have Cal at four and zero, oh, uh, who's a very surprising team right now, who had a really good win last week against Ole Miss. And I talked a little, I talked a little bit about them last week. They do kind of concern me on the Doug schedule in terms of Pac-12 play. So, a uh, very good start for the Cal Bears right now. They are currently sitting at four and zero. Oh. Up next, at number 14, we have the Iowa Hawkeyes at three and zero. Oh. And up next at number 13, we have the Ducks here. The Oregon squad is 3-1. Up next at number 12, we have Penn State at 3-0. At number 11, we have Texas, who stands at 3-1. The Longhorns' last game was a win against the Oklahoma State Cowboys, 36-30. They currently currently, uh, put up about 41.8 points a game, which is top 20 in the nation. Not really that bad at all. But again, there's there's some key keys mission there on offense so we'll see how far they can get in that conference uh, up next at number 10 we have Notre Dame who suffered their first loss of the season to Georgia last weekend up next at number 9 we have Florida at 4-0 and up next we have Wisconsin at 3-0 and at number 7 we have Auburn at number uh, sorry at number 7 uh, of course like I said we have Auburn they are at 4-0 and uh, at number 6 we have Oklahoma who is 3-0 and uh, at number 5 we have Ohio State at 4-0 and at number four we have 
LSU here. The Tigers' last game was a win, of course, 66-38 at Vanderbilt. They are currently first in the nation in scoring with 57.8 points a game. Uh, they are being led by quarterback Joe Burrow, who has an 80% uh, completion percentage. He's known for 1,520 yards. He also, had seven he also has seven touchdowns on the year, just two interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 225.6. Look out for LSU. Uh, one thing I will say about them, which might be uh, which might be a factor into why they might win a national championship this year. Uh, one thing that they've always did not, well, they've always uh, suffered at least the past five or six years is having a very competent running game. They've had really good running backs come out of that program. They have yet to have a really good quarterback too, and they've yet to been put it. Uh, they have yet to put it all together on offense and have a really balanced one. But this year, I feel like they do with Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterbacks in terms of stats. I've seen come out of LSU in a while, so uh, do not be surprised that they raise uh, at least in the rankings between now and the end of the season as long as they keep going on this undefeated uh, path. Up next at number three, we have Georgia at 4-0. At number two, we have Alabama. Uh, the Crimson Tide was able to win their last game pretty easily, 49-7 against Southern Mississippi. Offensive guard Deontay Brown will be coming back from suspension. He currently, currently had a five-star freshman in Evan Neal who is starting at that position right now so his spot so brown spot is not guaranteed but that just goes to show you how much depth and talent alabama has of course uh deontay brown he did have some uh starting experience with them last year uh being a part of that well that team that eventually went to the championship game they didn't win it but at least they went uh but then uh but to be replaced by a five-star freshman like again I told you, just goes to show you just how much depth and talent that squad really has. And uh, currently, uh, Alabama also brought uh, brought back freshman uh, defensive tackle Christian Borman, who had three uh, three tackles in uh, last week's game. Starters LeBron Ray and DJ Dell have been replaced, uh, well, either due to injury or suspension, uh, by Justin, I'm uh, sorry, Iboge, also Phaedrin Mathis, and also Byron Young. All three saw action last week against Southern Miss, so again, they're getting their rotation going. A lot of people are getting a lot of different, well, a lot of different reps. So again. Uh, uh, that that defense is going to be really uh, have a lot of depth. A lot, like I said, the team top to bottom, one of the best in the nation. We already see that here. Uh, they got freshmen getting, uh, like I said, getting reps. Uh, they got the second stream, uh, second string uh, athletes getting some success in there. And uh, it'll just be important to see in conference play, uh, just with all that experience they're getting now, just see how it pays off when they get deeper in the conference play. And finally, of course, the number one team in the nation is, of course, Clemson. Not too much to say about them. Uh, of course, they, they are 4-0 four and four, four and all this season. I'm sorry, at this point. But I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back, I'll be going over some NFL action of course we have some Monday night football to go over as well as some news in the NFL world as well but I'll take a quick break and I will be right back y'all all right All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. This is going to be a Sunday night special. Of course, I'll be going over the NFL. We got some news to go over, especially pertaining to Mr. Antonio Brown. I'll be going over all the scores from today as well as uh, some injury reports as well. And then we're going to be talking some MLB, too, to wrap everything up. We're going to be going over all the scores from tonight. 
tonight some news there as well and of course we're wrapping everything up there with the standings of course the end of the season the end of the baseball season is upon us so uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about that as well let's get into it with some nfl news of course the big elephant in the room ab has officially retired as of today for now at least uh he announced his, uh, he announced his retirement via twitter of course he also took some shots at big ben shannon sharp and also robert Kraft. again he uh he brought up some uh, old news, uh, some old sexual uh, assault allegations between Big Ben and Shannon Sharp, just to kind of point them out uh, because of his recent situations. Of course, his his new situation is out, out of pocket, though. Of course, we already know about him group texting one of the victims on some real retarded shit. So, again, I don't know what he's getting after Big Ben and Shannon Sharp for. Again, he's the biggest dummy I've ever seen right now. Uh, he claims the NFL still owes him $40 million, but, of course, he was re- he was released from all those uh, teams. Of course, I'm pretty sure that there's stipulations within those contracts that if they release you for whatever reason, uh, you, again, you forfeit that money. So, again, he didn't do his homework. Uh, he thought it was gonna be everything was going to be handed out to him. And it wasn't. He was recently released by New England, of course, for threatening the recent accuser, one of his more recent accusers, of course, uh, who put out a story uh, earlier this week on, uh, of course, uh, SportsIllustrated.com. Like I said, this is referring, this is going to that same situation about the group text. That is the victim there. Uh, Of course, I don't know who who was in his camp, you know, who encouraged him to send those messages. I don't know who, uh, you know, who thought to, I don't know. I don't know how she gets included in the phone. I guess he was. She was still there as a contact in the phone. I guess. Uh, but again, I mean, who's not? I mean, I don't know, dude. I, again, this is a this is a silly situation. Honestly, um, well, it's it's kind of serious for him because again, he had a he had a chance to get thirty million dollars, uh, some generational wealth possibly for his family and himself, and uh, instead of just you know. Uh, you know, bearing with it, staying with a team like the Raiders, uh, even even giving a giving a uh, giving the Raiders at least a year uh, of his services. Of course, it was just a one. It was a it was a small time contract. Uh, could have flipped it or whatever. Could have asked for more money or uh, in the offseason or whatever. But again, he I guess he called himself wanting to play for a better team, a winner, so on and so forth. So he forced his way out of Oakland, just like he forced his way out of Pittsburgh. Uh, but now all that stuff is catching. With him he's trying to force his he try to force his way possibly onto some women and uh, again whether or not that didn't happen he did not do himself a big favor in terms of credibility by threatening the main victim so again he's out of the nfl for now we will see what happens in terms of well there have been uh, there has been a rumor that there are some a few teams uh interested but again there's a possibility that that doesn't matter because he could be placed on the uh the commissioner's exempt list by roger goodell so again uh, this this story is over for now and i'm done talking about ab so there you go let's move on we have some injuries to talk about we're going to start off in philadelphia the eagles lose an offensive lineman and their defensive end uh they lost them both this afternoon uh versus the lions the starting left tackle uh jason peters went down in the first half with an illness like i said versus detroit uh, and as i also but the, the cold part is his backup uh andre dillard will come in and also take a knee injury so they are currently down to their 
third string left tackle Halapolivati Vati. Uh, now, not too much is known about him, uh, but again, like I said, for the time being, uh, he will be the starter. Of course, he finished yesterday's game as well. Uh, the Eagles did end up losing that game. We'll be going over that in just a little bit as well. The defensive lineman, uh, Nick Barnett, would suffer an injury, uh, ankle injury in that game as well. So, no uh, timetable on his return yet either. Uh, but as far as a left tackle is concerned, at least the starting left tackle there in Philly, uh, Jason Peters, uh, he went out with an illness, like I said. So, uh, he'll probably be better at some point uh, during the week. He should be ready for next week, uh, for week four. Uh, but let's move on. We got to talk about another NFC East member here, Jordan Reed of the Redskins. The pro ball tight end has suffered numerous concussions throughout his career. And the most recent uh, he suffered in the third preseason game versus the Falcons uh, has kept them from the playing field this entire season. And it seems to be uh, very serious and it's actually career threatening as well. He has not passed any concussion protocol since the start of the season and it's looking that his might uh well, he might not get a chance. Like I said, he might not get a chance to play again because of this. Uh, last season, he would have 45 catches for 499 yards and three touchdowns. And over the course of his career, he's had 329 catches for 3,371 yards and also 24 touchdowns. Uh, moving on, we have one more injury to talk about. And again, this is going to be in the NFC East as well. Uh, to Saquon Barkley, uh, the running back, uh, suffered a high ankle sprain in and, uh, and actually, today's win versus Tampa Bay, of course, the Giants were able to get their first win on the year uh, thanks to Daniel Jones. Uh, he injured his, uh, oh, for Barkley, though, he would injure his ankle in the second quarter. He will have an MRI on Monday, but the x-rays, of course, showed no breaks. Uh, currently this year, he has 237 rushing yards. He also has a touchdown on the ground, and also he's averaging 6.4 yards per carry. So he's very effective right now for the Giants, of course. Especially with that new uh, quarterback find his way into the rotation. He also missing a couple receivers as well that would definitely help him out. Uh, that being Daniel Jones. And that is uh, Cody Latimer who's missing some time with some concussion uh, issues. And then you also are missing, uh, well the Giants are missing uh, Golden Tate who's serving some time for his suspension. So uh, it's going to be a little bit of a up uphill climb for Daniel Jones. Uh, hopefully Saquon Barkley isn't out for too long. But let's move on to the scores from this Sunday. Uh, we're going to get right into it with da Dallas getting their third win on the season this time against the Dolphins. An easy win here. Uh, they're 31 to 6 is the final score here. Of course, the Dolphins remain uh, winless on the year. For the Dolphins on offense, they were led by quarterback Josh Rosen, who went 18 to 39 for 200 passing yards. On the ground, they were led by running back Kenyon Drake, who would have 44 rushing yards. Through the air, they were led by uh, Preston Williams, who led all receivers for the Dolphins with four catches and 68 yards and also Devontae Parker he would have three catches and 56 yards on defense the, Dolph uh, the Dolphins were led by Sam Equivoen uh, who had eight, uh, eight total tackles and also linebacker Bobby McCain will go on to have four total tackles in the game as well as an interception for the Cowboys offensively of course they got led by Dak uh, Prescott who went 19-32 for 246 uh, yards he also had two touchdowns in the air he also threw for 
for an interception, but he also had a rushing touchdown as well. For Zeke, he would have 125 rushing yards, and uh, the backup, Tony Pollard, uh, he had 103 rushing yards and a touchdown. In, in the air, uh, wide receiver Amari Cooper will lead the way, actually lead all receivers with six total catches for 88 yards and also two touchdowns. And on defense, the, uh, the Cowboys were led by linebacker Jalen Smith, who had 10 total tackles, and also defensive back Chidobe Awuzie, who had eight total tackles. Up next, you got the Bills pulling off another win to go 3-0 on a year. This time, they got a win against the Bengals. 21-17 is the final score there. Up next, we had the Lions uh, getting the job done against the Eagles. Of course, we talked, we mentioned this one before, uh, but the final score to this one is 27-24. The Lions go to 2-0 and just with the one tie on the year, that being to, uh, of course, uh, the Arizona Cardinals so at this point the Lions are still undefeated go figure and for the Eagles they are currently one and two let's break the stats down for this one on offense the Lions were led by quarterback Matt Stafford who went 18 to 32 for 201 yards he also threw for a touchdown as well running back JD McKissick had 44 rushing yards and running back Carrion Johnson who's normally the starter he would go out to have 36 yards on the on the ground yesterday uh, well today slash last night depending on when you're listening to it and also he would go on to have a touchdown as well through the air they were led by wide receiver matt jones who had six total catches for 101 yards and also a touchdown defensive back Quandre diggs will lead the lines on defense with six total tackles defensive end Trey flowers would have eight total tackles and a sack and linebacker christian jones would also have six total tackles and a sack and on special teams they were able to get a touchdown a kick return touchdown from jamal Agnew. On offense for the Eagles, they were led by Carson Wentz, who went 19 to 36 for 259 yards and two touchdown, uh, two touchdowns. Running back Miles Sanders would get 53 yards on the ground and also 73 receiving yards. Jordan Howard would also run for a touchdown as well. And wide receiver Nelson Aguilar was would lead Philly receivers with eight catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. And on defense, the Eagles were led by Ronald Darby, who had six total tackles and linebacker Zach Brown, who also had eight total tackles. And uh, let's move on. We got the uh, AFC, we got the easy AFC East Invitational with the Patriots getting it done against the Jets, 30 to 14. Not too much to say here. Jets suck, Patriots, they're still good. Uh, moving on, we have the Colts getting a good win against the Falcons, 27 to 24. My Raiders take another loss, their second loss on the year. Uh, this time to the Vikings, 34 to 14 is the final score there. All right, we got the Ravens getting it. Uh, actually, Ravens taking an L uh, to the Chiefs. This is their first loss on the year. 28 to 33 is the final score here. Of course, the Chiefs are still a two, a three and zip on the year. The Ravens are two and one. Uh, of course, the Ravens offensively were led by quarterback Lamar Jackson, who went 22 of 43 for 267 yards. He also had 46 yards on the ground and also a touchdown there. Uh, running back Mark Ingram will lead all running backs with 103 rushing yards and also three touchdowns. Tight end Nick Boyle will lead all Baltimore receivers with four catches and 58 yards. Uh, on defense, the Ravens were led by 
uh, linebacker Patrick Onuwasser, who had eight total tackles, uh, safety Tony Jefferson, who had eight total tackles as well, and linebacker Kenny Young, who had a, who would have six combined tackles. Uh, on offense for the Chiefs, they were led by quarterback uh, Pat Mahomes, the third, of course, PM2 or PM3 is what I call him. 27 to 37, 374 yards through the air, also three touchdowns. Running back Damian Williams, uh, he also had a uh, Sorry, 62 yards on the ground. LaShawn McCoy, McCoy would also have 54 yards. He would also add a touchdown on the ground. And he also have a receiving touchdown. McCall Hardman would also lead all Chiefs receivers with 97 receiving yards and a touchdown. And wide receiver Demarcus Robinson would also have a receiving touchdown as well. On defense, the uh, Chiefs were led by Kendall Fuller. The defensive back had eight total tackles. And also linebacker Alex Hitchens were going to have eight total tackles as well. Let's move on. We got the uh, Packers getting the win against the Broncos, 27-16. to We got the Panthers getting their first win against the Cardinals, 38-20. to We got the Giants getting their first win on the season against the Buccaneers, 32-31. to And we also got the Saints here getting a win uh, against the Seahawks without Drew Brees. They go to 2-1 and one on the year. The Seahawks move down to 2-1 and one on the season. They're both 2-1 and one right now. The Saints uh, win this game, though, 33-27. to 27. Let's break down the stats here. For the Saints on offense, they were led by quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, who did a pretty good job replacing Drew Brees, going 19-27 for 177 passing yards. He also threw two touchdown passes as well. Running back Alvin Kamara would add 69 yards on the ground, also a touchdown. He also had 92 receiving yards and a touchdown as well. Wide receiver uh, Michael Thomas would also have five catches, 54 yards, and also a touchdown. On defense, the uh, Saints were led by defensive back Marshawn Lattimore, who had 12 total tackles. Also linebacker Demario Davis, who would have nine total tackles. And also safety Von Bell, who would also have nine total tackles. For the Seahawks, of course, Russell Wilson would have a pretty good game for them. He had 30, he went 32 of 40, uh, 32 of 50, excuse me, for 400, 32 of 50 for 406 yards. He also had two touchdowns. He also had 51 rushing yards. On the ground, Chris Carson would lead the way with 53 rushing yards. And uh, TJ Lockett would have 11 catches for 154 yards and a touchdown. And tight end Will Disley would also have six uh, catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. On defense, the Seahawks were led by linebacker Bobby Wagner. He had 18 total tackles, and linebacker KJ Wright would have 13 total tackles. So a lot of hitting from the Seahawks side. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get the win. Let's move on. We got the Texans getting it done against the Chargers. 27 to 20 is the final score here. The, tight, the Texans, excuse me, moved to two and one on the year. The Chargers are now one and two. For the Texans, of course, Deshaun Watson did his thing. He went 25 of 34 for 351 yards. He also threw these. Uh, through uh, three touchdown passes, running back Carlos Hyde would get a rushing touchdown as well. In the air, wide receiver uh, Kenny Stills would catch four passes for 89 yards. Tight end Jordan Akins would have three catches, 73 yards, and two touchdowns. And tight end Darren Fells would also get a receiving touchdown on top of that. On defense, the Texans were led by defensive back Jonathan Joseph. He would get nine total tackles. Defensive end J.J. Watt would get five total tackles and two sacks. And defensive 
defensive end Whitney Merciless will get five total tackles and a sack as well. For the Chargers, of course, Phillip Rivers will get the start. He went 31 of 46 for 318 yards. He also had two touchdowns. Running back Austin Eckler will go for 36 yards on the ground. Also, wide receiver Keenan Allen would have 13 total catches for 183 yards and also two touchdowns. Uh, for defense, uh, of course, the Chargers had a lot of help from linebacker Thomas Davis, who had seven total tackles, and also safety Roger Teamer, who got seven total tackles as well. Let's move on. The Steelers get a uh, take another loss. They are now zero and three on the year. Everything is is falling apart for them at this point. Uh, this season has not been a good start. Of course, Ben uh, Roethlisberger is out. They lost their best key offensive pieces outside of him during the offseason. Of course, we already know about the Antonio Brown saga and also the Le'Veon Bell saga. So it just doesn't get better for them. The Steelers fall on this one to the Niners 20-24 to with the final score. Uh, let's move on to the final game, the nightcap, the well, the big-time marquee matchup at least uh, between, well, at least between two of the more popular teams. Uh, this is the primetime matchup between the Rams and the Browns. The Rams get this one 20 to 13. The Rams go to 3 and 0 on the year. The Browns currently sit at 1 and 2. For the Rams on offense, of course, Jared Goff led the way uh, into, through the air at least with two, uh, going 24 38 for 269 passing yards. Also, two touchdowns, but he did throw for two interceptions too. Rod Gurley, uh, uh, sorry, running back Todd Gurley uh, led all the Rams with 43 rushing yards. Uh, Brandon Cooks will lead all Rams receivers with eight. Uh, Eight receptions, 100. And, uh, sorry, eight receptions and 112 yards. Cooper Cup, the other wide receiver, would have uh, 11 catches for 102 yards and also two touchdown catches. On defense, the Rams would be led by defensive tackle Michael Brockers. He had six total tackles. Defensive back Akib Talib had five total tackles. Defensive end Aaron Donald would go on to have four total tackles and a sack. And even linebacker Clay Matthews would get on the sack party. He would also have three total tackles to add to that as well. For the Browns, of course, Baker Mayfield led uh, led them for the 18, going 18 to 36 for 195 yards. He would go on to throw for a touchdown and an interception. Running back Nick Chubb had 96 rushing yards. Wide receiver uh, Jarvis Landry would have three catches and 62 yards. And OBJ would have six catches and 56 yards. Uh, tight end Demetrius Harris would catch a touchdown pass as well. On defense, the Rams, I'm sorry, the Browns were led by defensive back TJ Carey, who had seven total tackles and an interception. And, uh, and also Justin Burris, the safety, he had four total tackles and an interception as well. Um, some takeaways from this game, uh, the Browns uh, defensively, they played pretty damn good. They was able to pick off Jared Goff twice. Jared Goff is a pretty damn good quarterback, especially at home. They also did some good things on the running side of their defense as well. Keeping Todd Gurley down to just 43 yards. Uh, one thing they could not do was shut down Brandon, Cook, uh, Brandon Cooks or Cooper Cup. Uh, again, uh, uh, the, the Browns gave up some uh, really big plays on the back end in that secondary. Uh, they did make some plays there as well, but it was almost like feast or famine looked like to me. And uh, for the most part, what the Rams were able to do, uh, they shut down the two the two uh, top receivers, OBJ and, and, and Jarvis Landry. Both kept uh, below uh, below a significant average. Uh, OBJ had six total catches. Jarvis Landry only had three. And Baker Mayfield did not look that great. So. Uh, the Rams played a full, complete game. I think the, uh, the Rams played a full, complete game. I think the Browns played a really good defensive game. Uh, but again, I think, uh, 
you know, it just it just didn't come all together for them again this week. Yeah, that's all I can say for this one. Uh, for tomorrow, we have Monday Night Football, of course. We have the Bears, who are at 1-1. One one. They will be taking on the Redskins, who now who are currently sitting at 0-2. I got the Bears now one. Uh, they probably won't score a lot of points, but... I mean, what are you going to get from the Redskins? I don't think you're going to get a, a win from them. So I think the, the Bears get this one in a really boring, uh, not necessarily a lopsided game, uh, but a, again, a boring, low-scoring game. But the Bears get it done. All right, y'all, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'll be talking some baseball. We'll be going over the news there, as well as all the top scores from the day, and then also we'll be going over the standings as well. So I'll be right back, y'all. 